The mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hear them both cows. This what the people need. What's going down, people? It's your homie, homie CL, and we back live on the Rundown South. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing, go and subscribe to this guy because we back up on iTunes, back up on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you want to get your podcast fixed, we there for you. Hopefully you came through from the rundown.com. That's darundown.com. Gotta know that. And uh, I don't know, man. We just cooling in the studio today. So riding with the home team got easy life right with me. What's going on, easy? What's happening with your bit, dog? Oh man, I'm cooling right now. I'm ready for the next weekend to come up for a few reasons. Uh, got a couple of these NFL storylines to follow. But I don't know if you have You say you haven't watched Westworld Nah, I haven't watched Westworld Alright, I'm gonna lay it out there real quick And then we gonna get started But basically what There was like a theme park For adults And it was western themed And you could just do anything you want And like a lot of the people In the, the theme park Were real as shit Meaning they look real, they act real They talk to you they bleed, got all the same parts the whole night. Okay. But you really can't tell who's who. <clears throat> but the thing I like was it kind of remind me of like a video game going all the way live. And one of the things that I noticed in the first few episodes is they haven't really set up what is the main objective. And I think that's important in sports. It's like, you gotta know what's your objective. Now to bring this into sports, to start off the podcast, we gotta talk about the Cowboys. And I got a few things we, we definitely disagree on when it comes to the, to the Cowboys uh, with this whole Dak Prescott, Tony Romo conversation. Uh, also want to get into some of the quarterbacks that uh, changed teams this year. Do you feel like Tony Romo going to change teams? Do I feel like he's going to change teams this year? This year or next? Nah. Okay, we're going to come nah. back to that. And then we got a few quick hits and the big watch for the weekend. So, alright, man. So, the Dallas Cowboys, 5-1. and one. Dak Prescott takes over. He's riding with Ezekiel Elliott. And Ezekiel Elliott been playing so good that Michael Irvin said on the radio that every time he hears Zeke talk about running the football, he has to go in the bathroom and touch himself. Yeah, everybody know Mike off. He's still messing with his nose, man. <laughs> everybody know that, man. That's not even a big story. He already know he's messing with his nose still. 
We ain't gonna get into that. That's that's allegedly. You can't even just say that. There ain't no facts. But man, Mike messing with his nose. <laughs> now the big story out of Dallas is definitely the Tony Romo Dak Prescott. Uh to start Dak right now is five and one, and there's nothing that I've seen that wouldn't make me believe that Tony Romo wouldn't be five and one if not undefeated. Except for them W's and then no interceptions. Well, for the most part, Tony Romo hasn't been throwing a lot of interceptions, but we're not going Let's to get, get into real, that. man. Unbelievable. I can't believe I just heard you say this. The most... Basically cut down on all the, the interceptions. Unbelievable. And the most choking quarterback in the to league. Have, just because you remember when the interceptions came, it makes you feel like he throws a lot. No. He throws a lot. He's the most choking quarterback in the league that I know of. All right. So, we're going to get into it. Look, we we need deep off in it, and I don't really want to go back and forth about things that you know are objective in the stats. So I rather talk about the situation that's at hand. So basically, what you have here is that Prescott has the quote unquote momentum. He's playing good, and you want to ride with it. My argument is Tony Romo is a top ten quarterback in the league, and when he's healthy. You play your top 10 quarterback. Now, I might be on an island because it seems like everybody's on the deck train. Yeah, you definitely on the island, man. There's no way. When you say a top 10 quarterback, it's kind of hard because, like, the quarterback tier, like, just falls off. So, let's not go with a top 10 quarterback. Let's go with more, like, a t- different tiers. And Tony Romo is not that first-tier quarterback in the league. He's not second tier. He's 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 he might be second tier quarterback. I you know say he's high end second tier. I give him se- I give him second tier. But if you give Tony Romo a second tier, I feel like Dak Prescott came in second tier. He didn't. He wasn't a first round first tier quarterback. He came in second tier quarterback, and he's doing his job right now as the rookie. You know what you're gonna get in Tony Romo. You already know what's gonna happen. Dak Prescott comes in there. It gives you a lot more flexibility. You can play it a lot safer. You're winning games. I mean, you don't have you don't have this Tony Romo show of letting putting the ball in Tony Romo's hands and Tony Romo not producing. And this is what Tony Romo does. You put the ball in Tony Romo's hand for some reason, Jerry Jones, and he doesn't produce. Right. He's been to the playoffs how many times in his career? Four times. You've been to the playoffs four times. Yep. 2006, just... 2007, 2009, and 2014. How many years did Russell Wilson be in the league? Uh, what was this? His fourth year? Okay. Yeah. You know, basically went into a team that was ready to go. That was 79. He comes in and gives them the plus on a lot of those wins, and then they go to the playoffs. That's. That's usually how it goes, but you know when you have to deal with your organization, you know you, you dealt with. You can say the same thing about Philip Rivers. You know, you're not doubting Philip Rivers' talent, but you know his situation. But for whatever reason, Tony Romo doesn't get the same amount of leeway that a Philip Rivers get because it's not convenient for the narrative. And that's why I go out on a limb because it's like, hey, I, I'm looking at. You know what that dude has done, and basically, since 
2013, you know, he cut down the interceptions. Or I could say 2012. 2012, he threw 19 interceptions. But every year, 2013, what's that? 10 interceptions. 14, 9 interceptions. And, you know, 2015, he only threw 7, but, you know, he was hurt last year. But, I mean, and then... I say you going back the other way, even early on in his career. You know, you still had, you know, two seasons where he was under ten interceptions thrown. He's got a track record of being pretty good when all the pressure isn't on him. But when you got to take chances to make up for the rest of your team, then you're gonna you're gonna press. You're gonna throw a few things that's gonna get out of hand. That's why I say. I would put Tony Romo back in with it doesn't matter the, the outcome. You know, basically, if it gets to week 12 and Dak still hasn't lost, I can see you making an argument because of continuity right then and there. But other than that, if there's any chick in the armor, I'm bringing Tony in. The first sight. I would ride the wave, but I would definitely be ready. First sight of chick in the armor. Anything else you want to say about them? Yeah, that's some bullshit. Okay. I mean, Tony Romo's been in the league 11 years, and he's had two seasons where he's got over double-digit wins. I mean, that's not a that's not a good quarterback. I don't I don't see it. If like I said, if he was in any other situation, man. If he was in any other situation, he would, he would win double-digit games every year. And everything. No, if, if you you if can't you can't him, say that though. You can't say what if I'm you saying Tony is. Romo, the general manager, Tony Romo was up under a different general manager in a different building period, and he played the way he's been playing in Dallas. Tony Romo would not have made it 11 years in this league already. Tony Romo would have been an afterthought years ago. Matter of fact, looking at it, it's so hard to say because you have to roll back a few things that was the same. So he had a 13 to 3, he had a a 13-3 year, his second year in 2007. Then he had a good year, and he went 11-5 in 2009. But between 2007, all the way up into 2013, beside those two years, he did not crack eight wins. Well, see, he would have been gone. That's one, two, three, that's four years that he went eight and eight or under. I don't really want to get bogged down with like the individual you know, roster constructions of that team and each team, you know, how he would have fared that year. But I'm going to just say this to cap it up. To me, it's like if you give him uh, an above-average offensive-minded coach, an above-average, you know, B-plus, B-minus general manager who makes decisions over four or five years, you'll be able to get the most out of Tony Romo. If you look at how Tony came in the league, he had the, the short time underneath Bill Parcells, and they went to the playoffs. And then after Parcells left, because he couldn't get along with Jerry Jones wanting to, to pick the players, forced them going the way Phillips route. Now you got Jerry over eager, wanting to be the big show. You ruined about four or five years worth of Tony Romo. Fast forward to the last four or five years of Tony Romo, and they got their act together. And what do you know? They win games. They go to the playoffs. One it's, time. 
Yeah, that, but they would have went last year. I mean, really, you really think that that, that Washington would have took that division last year if it wasn't for Tony Romo going down? That's what I'm trying to get to you, bro. Tony There's, Romo's track record is not going to say he's got to come in and go to the playoffs. His track record said he's going to go me eight eight again. But it's the same team, eight eight again, bro. It's the same team that's only lost one game this year. They were winning games before that, and they won games the year before that. Tony what I'm Romo, saying is, didn't he play a couple games last year and did not win? I don't know. I can't remember though. What I'm saying is, look, if you look at the team that's winning right now, they only lost one game in the season. You got another team. I mean, you got the year before last where they went to the playoffs. And then you had the same squad going into last year. What says that they wasn't going to be anything different than what they would have been? Tony if Tony Romo wouldn't have got hurt. And Tony I'm basically Romo. making my point, which is Tony Romo would have took them from four wins to the playoffs. Not exactly, though. Yes, if you playing if, in if a division going, if, two. If it's, it's Tony Romo. Tony Romo says nothing about me that he's about to take this team to the playoffs. The Tony Romo I know would have got came in last year and would have been an eight and eight Tony Romo, a nine and seven Tony Romo. You can't just say because he had a good year the year before that and went to the damn playoffs. What I'm saying at 13 is thirteen and three. Is, what I'm saying is they got their act together in the last three four years. They've shown that they're solid with their offensive line and the same thing with Tony Romo with the same setup. It's proven to work when you run out there with the run game and the offensive line and Tony Romo. You can go to the playoffs. You can say whatever you want about whether or not Tony Romo has a playoff uh, quarterback track record, but that's not the, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that everything was set up for them to go back to the playoffs with a Tony Romo. The thing of the difference between last year and this year is the Dak Prescott. They had two quarterbacks that were unable to make plays to help win games. Brandon Whedon said, an NFL record for completion percentage, but could not win the game. Tell me that's not something like he's got all the time to throw and he's throwing dink and dunk balls because he can't do anything else. All right, moving on to another storyline in the NFL. We got two quarterbacks this weekend playing their old team. We got Sam Bradford with the undefeated Minnesota Vikings going back to Philly who traded him for a first round pick. And we have Brock Osweiler playing Denver who signed a $72 million four year contract with the Houston Texans. And John Elway said, I'm straight, bruh. I'm straight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like mixed reviews. Osweiler hasn't really been able capable hasn't really been able or capable of doing much on offense, but somehow his team is still foreign too. It's one of the weirdest things and it's probably got something to do with that boo-boo division. Not only the division, they've had a pretty pretty cakewalk schedule as of right now. All right, so with all that said, which one of those two quarterbacks has a better chance of coming out with a win on Sunday? Um, I'm gonna have to say, uh, I'm gonna have to say, um, Brock. Brock has a better chance. Why is that? I believe all they gotta do is score enough points on Denver. 
you know, the regulars out on Denver right now, if you score enough points on them, they won't be able to win the game. Of course, they, you're playing a tough defense, but if you score between 21 and 24 points on Denver, the offense is not going to match you. I feel you on that, but there's nothing about Brock Osweiler that makes me think that, that he's going to be able to put up points on Denver. I mean, it's, it's not just Brock, it's the whole team offense. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure Lamar Miller's in there and doing this thing also. Well, put it like this. Besides the miraculous fourth quarter that they just had, they hadn't been able to get a touchdown on the board from week to week against so-so defenses. And now you finna go against the Broncos. And in order for them to move the ball, they're going to they gonna have to pass. You don't want to try that with Denver. I mean, That's why I'm going with Minnesota. I believe, I believe and Denver's that. run defense is their weakness. You can, but I don't think they're going to be able to run on them. So, but that's why I feel like it's more likely that Sam Bradford going to beat up on Philadelphia. Because I know they started off hot, but I'm still not a believer. Like, they're going to have to show me for for the whole season before I believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I thought you were talking about Minnesota. No, I believe in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to be in the NFC Championship. But I think Minnesota's going to get figured out. I figured I, I because let's be like this. You know what I'm saying? Say I was playing Madden. I would know against. I know I would know what to do against Minnesota, which is not that. Which seems not to be that hard in real life. They just have to go against that caliber of a defense. Because as soon as you take away their passing game. I mean, who do they have that you're scared of? And that that is kind of true, but you got somebody that's going to be more than capable of making good decisions with the football than Sam Bradford, and the, the defense just seems to be absolutely... The defense is terrific. The defense is out, out of sight, but if you but slow I, down that offense to where the defense is just playing defense, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing you can really do about that. If you, I feel like the, I feel like Minnesota is just about the same way as Denver. If you score, if you can get them, they have to score enough points. Their offense won't be able to keep up with you. If you get up first, unless it's the Panthers, if you get up first, I believe you can beat beat Minnesota. Well, that's that's the thing about playing good defenses is you got to get the points up. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. Um. Like I said, I got my money on Minnesota coming out with the win. I don't like, I just don't, I don't believe in Philly just going from being sorry one year to all of a sudden they got it figured out because they got a new quarterback and new coach. Defense is probably good, but I don't think it's that damn good. All right, so we're going to get into some quick hits and then we're going to get up out of here. Oh shit, I forget me. Big watch for the weekends. So, alright. First up, in the quick hit segment, we have 52-year-old Bernard Hopkins in his last professional fight. Would you be still fighting at 52? Uh no. No. I I'd be playing with my grandkids somewhere. Toes in the sand. Drinking a mojito or something. I don't know what he got going on, man. Is he bored or does he need the money? Like, what is it? 
I can understand the love for boxing or the love for anything and to be that passionate. But, you know, when you're talking about getting punched in the face after about, you know, me personally, I don't think I'd be fighting anybody after 35, like in the street. Like it would take a lot for me to get, get me to fight right now. By the time I'm 35, I'll definitely be over that. But this dude says he wants to step in the ring and do that. And it it has to be so it's it's filling some void, like you said, either in the pocketbook or his life. Something. Moving on. Azalea Banks apparently got into a a kerfuffle with Russell Crowe. Some of you know him as the white dude in American Gangster. <clears throat> well, Russell Crowe had a dinner party. And he invited RZA. And RZA had a plus one, Miss Azalea Banks. Now there's two sides to the story and you might imagine that both sides quite a bit different. Crow's people basically saying that she didn't like their choice of music and talk and called them old white men. And Azalea coming out and saying that she was trying to make jokes and they didn't like her jokes. They choked her, spit on her, and called her the N-word and threw her out. And RZA just sat there and watched. RZA said no one used the N-word and that's about all he had to say. But this, this is in a, an intersection in pop culture I didn't think I would be talking about but I think in 2016 is something that is very capable Azalea Banks RZA and Russell Crowe at the same party and it's making headlines so which side do you want of course all this information courtesy of TMZ so what's your read on it I mean who's Azalea Banks Azalea Banks, the, you know, the, what's she like, West Indian chick from like, I don't know, she from New York, whatever, but you know, she always got, she the one that's like Twitter famous. Oh, that's why, cause see, right now I'm, I'm, I'm really confused. Like, to Are me, you this, doing the Iggy Azalea, Azalea Banks thing? No, I'm, I'm really don't know who, I know who Iggy Azalea is. Right. But every time you say Azalea Banks, like I start thinking Fresh Prince. I don't know who. I don't know who she is. <laughs> I mean, she's a rapper. That's nothing to to me. Like, I don't know. How does she get to a Russell Crowe party? RZA, like right? I just said RZA. Okay. But yeah, but she's she was supposed to be working on music with RZA. Did you not? Uh, you weren't watching the video, but she's supposed to be signing with him, but apparently she's not going to because RZA didn't step up and defend her honor at the party, which... It's a whole bunch of, it's really a whole bunch of he say, she say, and I really think it, I think it's something null and void. Um, who was Azalea Banks? We all know Russell Crowe. And if, I, I believe if it was something that Azalea Banks was telling the truth about, mm -hmm. it being Russell Crowe, this might have gotten to us through another outlet than TMZ. First, it, it probably wouldn't have, and 
I know we like, that's some about. CNN type type shit. Russell Crowe spits on a black woman, chokes her, and all that. Yeah, that's some CNN. That's not no TMZ. That's something that I mean, she tried to leave him. Like, but look, uh, let me get some fame. More, more Twitter fame. It's 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 a couple things though because like she seemed to when we, we watched or I watched the video, you heard it, and the thing I could tell was she was very reserved about the situation. She was like, "Why would I come in there?" It is somebody else's party and start acting up, and it I, made a lot of sense. And she looked real, you know. I guess what you want to say, like straightforward about it. Here's the thing that really stuck out with me, but with the whole situation was the thing she said about it being the Russell Crowe party and people wanting to be in the Russell Crowe circle. And to think about RZA, who just got in the Russell Crowe circle not that long ago because he was an American gangster with him. What would be his incentive to side with Azalea Banks? And then I thought about it and there's none at all. If he had to side Russell Crowe and Azalea Banks, he's going Russell Crowe because the white people in that room will help him get a lot farther than she will. So I definitely, definitely could see her side of everybody saying the right thing for the greater good and basically telling me take my black ass home. So I don't know, man. It's a man's world. That hoe just got kicked out though. Yeah. Next up, one of my favorite things that happened this week. So. You know, there was a Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints game last week. And New Orleans with the victory, of course. But funny thing happened. So, you know, Cam does this football, I mean, not football, but the touchdown celebration where he gives the kid the football in a Panthers jersey. Finds the kid in the Panthers jersey, gives him the ball. Kid takes the Panthers jersey off. And what do you know? He has a Saints jersey on underneath. Do you condone kids gaming the system? Why not? You're in, you're in New Orleans. Like if you if you think you about to finesse and get you a ball and go grab a, a jersey, cause you're gonna be like the only jersey in New Orleans. New Orleans is like one of those towns where it's all New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna have a whole bunch of other other fans in there. So if you finesse the game, go run and put a Panther jersey on and grab a ball from Cam Newton when he scored and take it back off and go up to the top. Why not? I feel you. (laughs) More power to him. I'm definitely down with this, especially as you are a home fan and you definitely could do what you want. Now, if they were in Carolina, I would feel a little bit different. I don't know how you just... Now, that's a little more incognito. You know doing it at the crib and late breaking news Ryan Fitzpatrick on the bench Geno Smith getting the start I mean how many interceptions was it going to take uh, that's what I was about to say what took so long what took so long because you throw day? six in a game you ain't got to go home but you got to get the hell up out of here I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm not gonna say. I mean, I know six is a high number, but if you have a bad game, 
and everything is just falling. The ceiling is just falling in. You end up throwing six picks. Fine. But you have. You have to come back next week. And your ratio has to be better. It has to be a three-to-one ratio touchdown. Two-to-one ratio touchdown. You can't come back and be like, oh, he did a lot better this week. But he threw three picks and one touchdown. Okay, hold on. Even worse. That's Come on. Like, let's go. Six picks. I'll wash that. That's a bad game. We're not going to even play the tape. Okay, we just gonna let that be. You just gonna burn the tape. But three come back and do it like two weeks in a row after that. Three one, two one, three one. No, no, you, you, my friend, had to get <laughs> that beard and get up out of my locker room. Now I will say this: I'm ready to see what Gino is able to do. But I wanted to see him with everybody. I wanted to see him with Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. And it's just a shame that. We still won't get that because Eric Decker shut down for the whole year. Yeah. So hopefully, Gino can make something of it. Whether it's a great audition tape or actually take the job back for good. This is his last chance to really do something in New York. After that, it's going to be a real uphill battle to get back to that level and if you know anything about the NFL you get about two teams as a black quarterback and then you out of here like Michael Vick was an outlier uh, who else was an outlier Donovan Don, well, yeah he was kind of but they was done with him soon as he got to Minnesota uh, a lot of things you don't, you don't I say the third is like the, the absolute ceiling but on average two teams and you out of here Aaron Bush goes from New Orleans to Oakland, never seen again. Josh Freeman, he went to Miami, never seen again. Oh no, he did come back for a high second with Indianapolis. I'm not gonna get into that right now. We're gonna talk about that though. We're gonna we're gonna get Josh Freeman on the phone and we're gonna find out what the hell happened. Cause I do well 11 games and he still don't have no job. But Mark Sanchez over here, number three quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all tell me what's up. I'm just saying. And to wrap the show up, man, now we got the big watch for the weekend. We're running a little short on time, so you give me your your one big watch. I know you had like one, like half big watch. Yeah, I got, um, let me do a quick one and a half, but we already mentioned Minnesota. Um, my biggest watch, I want to see if the Cubs are going to come back out of this. And are the Cubs is going to be the Cubs again? Or are they really going to you know, say come back out of this hole and make a run? And my little half a watch, you know, I'm home team all the way. I want to see what Atlanta's going to do after this loss in Denver. We're foreign to. Um, I want to see how we come back. I want to see if we are heading towards another meltdown. I know the game in Denver wasn't a bad game. We played a really good game, but... I just want to know what's going to happen next. It's like, when will, what do they say, the shoe drop? Yeah. No. Are they playing psych with you? You know the little game? I don't even know what it's called where you put the hand on somebody else's hand and you try to hurry up and move your hand before you get hit. Oh, I know you're talking about. <laughs> like, that's basically how the Falcons be doing all the fans. Like, until you get relaxed, <laughs> they just hit you upside the head. 
So I, I definitely could understand how you being very cautious with them. And uh, I guess uh, you can have my, because I'm kind of agreeing with you with this Cubs Dodgers NLCS as my big watch for the weekend. Because all the pressure is on the Cubs. Oh. Best team in the league, 100 games won, number one overall. You ain't won in 100 years. This was your year. You went and got the dude with the questionable background just so you can make the run, and he been out there throwing 105 miles an hour. And you tell me they go down 3-1, and they might have Kershaw coming up next. It's donezo. Absolute donezo. I wouldn't feel too bad because we have a black manager in the World Series, though. And Magic Johnson get a Marine. I would just... I would feel so bad for Chicago fans. I would just feel so bad. Are you a Braves fan? Yeah, I'm a Braves fan. Okay, I, I figured as much, but... Uh, you know I'm a Braves fan. It's just that I would feel so bad for Chicago. It's like... It's like they're in that Cleveland mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they've had one before. But see, they're more like the lovable losers. They're... I don't know. We don't look at Cleveland the same way. For whatever reason. Cleveland is just like, y'all are so miserable. I mean, that is true until LeBron got there. LeBron gave them the spark. to where you wanted them to win. You wanted them to win. Chicago, but Chicago feels the same way. Without Mike, without Mike these last two decades, where's the spark coming from? I don't know. It, maybe, maybe it's the, the maybe it's the curses. <laughs> maybe it's the Cubs curses. You know, the GOAT and the, what's the dude, Bachman or whatever the dude, man, Batman. Yeah. You know, they just, they have these so iconic incidents that absolutely just crush anything that they have. And you just never understand why it keeps happening to the Cubs. It's amazing. But I want the Cubs to win because Theo Epstein will officially be upgraded to gangster status. <laughs> now, if anybody that doesn't follow baseball too much, Theo Epstein is the general manager for the Chicago Cubs. He used to manage the Boston Red Sox, another team that hadn't won a World Series in 100 years. So if you tell me this dude goes two places and goes to two teams with over 100 year dry streaks on World Series and gets both of them World Series, oh, you the man. Like, you ain't kind of the man, like you the man. Whatever you want yeah. in your next job, you gonna get. Cause you shown that you can take any loser and turn them into something. Good luck to that boy, Theo Epstein. Anything else you want to talk about before we get up out of here, man? And you got something you want to pump? Nah. Nah. I'm out here, though. Easy Life, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all go catch the kid, new single, Places to Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Apple. I got places to iTunes, be. iTunes, you know what I'm saying? A title, Rap City, Spotify. Y'all go look it up. Easy. Places to be, featuring my brother, player two-time, you know what I'm saying? We trying to take over your airway. I'm trying to be your favorite rapper. Check me out. Yo, what's up? What's happening, bro? And uh, if you got any questions, comments, y'all get at me, CL. 
at therundown.com. Email at CL the main event on Twitter. You can get at the show at the Rundown South on Twitter. Come to that. Please come to that account. We trying to get that one popping. Yeah. Uh, find yeah. everywhere else. Uh, you want the rundown? We there. Facebook, Instagram. Gotta know that all day, every day. And uh, we out here. Peace. <laughs>